0: And on this week's show, we have lots on the CAF Award Ceremony held in Morocco on Monday, with Nigeria's Victor Osimen winning the 2023 African Footballer of the Year Award, and with Nigeria's Asisat Oshoala winning the Women's Award for a sixth time.
1: We made history, and I believe before the next World Cup, we can get better.
0: We'll hear from Oshuala shortly. Also, we talk about the English Premier League with Liverpool on top and the UEFA Champions League too as Manchester United crashed out of Europe. Let's start at the FIFA Club World Cup, which is underway in the city of Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, with Al Athli representing Africa as the CAF Champions League winners. Uh, depending which day you're listening to the show, Al Athli were due to play on Friday night against Al Ittihad of the host nation. Uh, the winner of that match will play Fluminense of Brazil in the semi-finals. The other semi-final Manchester City uh, playing Leon of Mexico or Urawa Red Diamonds of Japan. Well, the competition goes on until the 22nd of this month. We'll be following what's happening there in Saudi Arabia. So we have lots today on the Confederation of African Football Awards ceremony held in Marrakesh in Morocco on Monday, with Nigeria's Victor Osimen winning the African Footballer of the Year award, and Nigeria's Asis Oshwala taking the Women's Award for a sixth time after a great season with Barcelona. Uh, other winners included Walid Regragui of Morocco, the Men's Coach of the Year, uh, the Women's Coach of the Year, Desiree Ellis of South Africa. The Men's National Team of the Year was Morocco, getting a course to the semi-finals of the FIFA World Cup uh, the women's national team of the year going to Nigeria uh, goalkeeper of the year for men was Yasin Bonou of Morocco and the women's goalkeeper of the year the Nigeria national team and Paris FC keeper Chiamaka Ndadozi of Nigeria uh, the women's club of the year Mamelodi Sundowns who recently won the women's champions league and al athlete of Egypt uh, took the men's club of the year for winning the men's champions league So Victor Osimen took the big one, the Men's Footballer of the Year Award. He was the first Nigerian to win since Mwanko Kanu back in 1999. Here's part of his acceptance speech.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I want to say thank you, God, for everything. Um, Special thanks goes to Mr. Emmanuel Munike. Without him, I don't think I'll be standing in front of you guys. I don't think I'll be standing in front of you guys holding the most, one of the most prestigious award in world football. Um, it's a dream come true for me. I want to thank everyone that have seen me through life's journey in achieving my dreams, in achieving my goals. I appreciate Nigerians for their support. I appreciate Africa for putting me on the map, for encouraging me, for defending me, regardless of my shortcomings. Thank you so much. I also thank uh, Emmanuel Adebayo for his uh, encouragement. Solomon Kalu. I appreciate you. Every African legend that I've looked up to while growing up, that have inspire me. Can't forget DJ Drogba, my role model. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much, I
2: appreciate you all. God bless you all. Thank you so much.
1: Congratulations, Victor Simon.
0: So that's the 2023 African Footballer of the Year, Nigeria's Victor Ossimen. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Bar was at the event in Marrakesh, and I spoke to him there.
3: The event was um, really successful. It had a lot of attention with um, legends, legends like Abedi Beller of Ghana, who is the First winner of the men's player of the year, craft player of the year, the likes of Tony Bafo, El Hajiju from, um, Senegal and his former international teammate Khalilou Fadiga, uh, Emmanuel Adepaye, also a former winner, um, Amonike, who won the award in 1994 from Nigeria, Kalusha Bwaria from Zambia, Vasiaka Tiene were here. Uh, Charles Kabore, Solomon Kalu, the list goes on and on and on. Um, Tomin was really um, a nice event. A lot of color to it uh, with, um, as I said, former, former, former players, not only African former players, but um, players um, across across the world who who, um, who came over um to witness this um, glamorous event. Uh, which, uh, as you said, the highlight was the coronation of uh, Victor Osimhen. And, um, well,
0: sounds like a great event. So, how was the reaction inside the auditorium when Victor Osimen was uh, named as the men's player of the year? I think um, the majority
3: of the people were not were not surprised. Um, um, where I was seated, um, I was close to uh, Victor's family, to um, his brother and and, and his sister, and it was really nice to see how happy um, the family. I'm aware to see, um, v- a Victor Crown, um, the African Player of the Year, which is the first time that a Nigerian has won since, uh, Nwanko Kano in 1999, 20, um, uh, 24 years ago, that, um, a, Ni- a Nigerian hasn't won um, the men's, um, a Player of the Year. So people were really happy. It is held in Morocco. Morocco had uh, a nominee in Ashraf Hakimi, but I think, um, uh, majority, um, of the people, um, you know, really expected, um, Ossiemen, um, to win, given the fact that Yassin Bono, who to many was Morocco's star performer at the work of Anna across the year, um, who didn't make the cut. So it was, um, Victor's, um, crown, um, crown to lose. And, and yeah, um, he was deservedly crowned, um, the African men's player of the year.
0: And uh, I guess uh, Morocco winning the Team of the Year award for their amazing display at the World Cup, getting to the semi-finals, uh, and the other awards that Morocco picked up, it must have gone down very well with the crowd there.
3: Yeah, Morocco, Morocco wins won several awards, and yeah, uh, loud cheers, pump, Moroccans um, inside um, the hall um, with um, um, Walid winning the Coach of the Year, the Atlas Lions winning the national team of the year also. Um, they have um, players um, in the in the women's category also. Um, they had a winner, a Fatim um, team um, um of um, Asfar, um, who won the Interclub Player of the Year for women. So um there was a really um, a real excitement um, around around the city and of course inside the hall that um, with what Morocco have um, you know has won with Yassin Bono also winning the goalkeeper um, of the year.
0: And what about Asisat Oshwala winning an incredible sixth African women's player of the year award
3: she was really happy nervous as well because yes um, there was strong um, contention um, with Katplana um, uh, also in the mix um, so um, but um, she was really happy that um, um, she, um, she she won a record extending um, a sixth um, women's um, player of the year so um, um, after receiving the awards, he gave a powerful um, speech that tasked um, um, member associations across um, the continent to invest more um, in the game to make sure that not not only football, as he said, but um, sports in general, to make sure that Africa is at the map taking to cognition The performance of the Atlas Lions at the um, uh, 2022 FIFA World Cup. Um, she, um see um, you know um, see task and challenge um, those responsible for football in the continent to make sure that they you know um, they invest more, have a more level playing ground to make so um, not only football but sports in general, um strife and of course Africa um, will be able to compete against continents like Europe and of course South America.
0: Yeah let's hear part of that a speech from uh Asisat Oshwala.
3: Football is a team sport, it's a team game
1: And I urge all the federations in Africa to please, please come together. Let's work together and build our continent. Let's make it the best in the world. It is very, very possible. It happened the last World Cup, the Men's World Cup. We saw what happened. We shocked the world. And the last World Cup, all the national team from Africa that represented Africa in Australia. We made history. And I believe before the next World Cup, we can get better. We can do better. And we can win it for sure. Because at the end of the day, if we don't support ourselves, nobody will come down to Africa. Nobody will come to this continent to support us. We have to work together as a team because football is a team sport. Let's start at home and go to the world and conquer it. Thank you very much and God bless everyone.
0: So that's Nigeria's Asisat Oshwala. Uh, what were the other talking points there, Mamadou?
3: Um, I think um, the other interesting one was um, the fifth pro um, eleven, which was voted for by the players themselves, with um, Yasin Bono winning um, the the goalkeeper, the CAF goal, um, the CAF um, African goalkeeper of the year, and he did not make um, the fifth pro um, eleven also in the women's category as well. Um Chiamaka um, of, of of Nigeria, the Super Falcon's goal goalkeeper, um who also plays for Paris FC in France, um was named CAF um, goalkeeper, the African goalkeeper of the year, but also didn't make uh, the fifth pro um eleven with um Adile um the Mamalodi Sundowns and South Africa keeper making um, making that one. So the fifth pro award is voted for by the Flyers. Um, unlike um, um, the, CAF, the CAF one, which is voted for by the CAF um, technical committee with legends and, of course, um,
0: media, media personnel. Well, interesting disparity there. I was speaking there too a Planet Sport Football Africa's Mama Bar in Marrakesh in Morocco, a day after the CAF African Football Awards. Let's have more on Victor Osimhen. The Nigerian gave glory to God in his acceptance speech as a follower of Jesus. And in this clip from our archives in 2021, Osimhen spoke more about his inspiration and his words for youngsters. I
4: think for me, I would um, advise them to stay true to themselves. Secondly, uh, to put God first. And thirdly, I think for me, in football education is more important, paramount when you're playing football because, uh, no matter the talent, if you, if you're not educated, I think, uh, you will just be, you will just be using in, in this football, football part. But I think, uh, for me, if I want to advise a young star trying, trying to achieve his dream through, through football, I think it should, there is no matter what, there will be failure, there will be rejection and all sort of, People talking down on on his ability and his quality. Yeah, you don't know how to play. You you cannot make it a football. You should just keep your head up and and keep working hard and praying and putting God first, without wishing anyone evil. I think uh, of course uh, success is gonna come their way.
2: You talk so much about God, religion, faith, and all that. A Christian, right? Yeah, of course. Do you have a favorite, um, you know, verse in the Bible or some, some, some sort of Psalm that you read or something that motivates you? Uh,
4: Psalm 91 is always what I used to, to recite before I sleep and uh, when I wake up also because uh, God has really done a lot for me. And even when I haven't made it in, in life, I knew I was going to make it because I had so much faith in God and he, he has never for once failed me.
0: Well, that's Victor Ossimen there, and that Bible reference, a Psalm 91, speaks of God being a refuge and a fortress, the one who believers trust in. Uh, so Ida, no doubt, Victor Ossiman, a deserving winner.
5: Steve, no one else came close. And What Osman wrote on his Twitter after was incredible. It was very moving because he talked about his tough upbringing, you know, where he had to hawk on the streets as a child so as to make ends meet. He talked about losing his parents who have been such a driving force in his life, in his career. I mean, he's been through a lot, Steve, to get to this point. And on a personal note, his success is a beautiful thing to witness. Now, Osseman has definitely come a long way from that under-17 World Cup in Chile. That's when his talent was spotted on a larger scale. And, you know, he's since featured in the German, the French and now Italian League. He was at the top of his game last season for Napoli when he scored 31 goals in all competitions contributed to them winning the Italian Serie A title after 33 years, Steve. I mean, this naturally drew a lot of comparisons, some that we talked about here, to the last player to have such an impact on the city of Naples, Diego Maradona. Now, there were murals of Ossiman all over the city and his merchandise was basically flying off the shelves. But it has to be said that he has been a bit injury prone. I mean, for him to get that title of masked assassin is because of the protective mask he wears because of the horrible, horrible head injury he got that caused a fractured skull. And before that, he caught COVID and not too long ago, he suffered a hamstring injury. I mean, the Napoli president definitely doesn't hide his feelings on having to lose his best player due to the international breaks. But without Osman, Nigeria went out at the last 16 in the last Afghan. So, you know, hopefully he will be raring to go for this coming one. His relationship with Napoli has definitely dwindled in the last few months. And the football world, Steve waits to see what his next move will be once his contract is done. Some are pricing him at around 200 million euros or roughly give or take 215 million dollars.
0: Well, that's a huge price tag on Nigeria's Victor Osimen, And every now and then on the show, we get to praise Nigeria's Asisat Oshwala and to highlight her achievements. And uh, Ida, a sixth Women's Player of the Year award is truly remarkable.
5: Remarkable, Steve. And you know, there's often been comparison with fellow Nigerian Perpetuan Kuocha, who won four. But with this sixth one, Steve, I believe Oshoala continues to really set herself apart from the rest. And Oshoala beat out South Africa's Tembi Katlana and Zambia's Barbara Banda to claim the award. And look, there were definitely one or two years in the past, you know, where Katlana especially really gave a good run to challenge Oshoala. But ultimately, Steve, Time has been on the Nigerian side with an incredible consistency. And Oshuala scored in her third World Cup on the way to Nigeria, reaching the last 16. She won the Women's Champions League and Spanish title with Barcelona. Don't forget that she was Barcelona's top scorer last season. And these are only some of the more recent accolades. There's tons of others, you know. And Steve, overall, it was an amazing ceremony for Nigeria because they got the triple. So the last time a Nigerian male footballer was African footballer of the year was in 1999, and that was Kanu Nwanko. Now, with the female footballer of the year, they're pretty much used to it by now with Oshuala doing such a fantastic job. But this time, they also got women's team of the year to make it the triple. So simply amazing and a huge congratulations to them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Ayada. And this week on social media, asking for your thoughts. How great is Asisat Oshwala, uh, winning the African Women's Footballer of the Year award for a record-extending sixth time after another great season with Barcelona? And now another Nigerian, Perpetua Nkwacha, has won it four times. Uh, She's second overall. So is Oshwala the best African female player of all time? And how great do you think she is? You can go to our Facebook page, Planet. Sport Football Africa and post a comment there or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. How great is Asisat Oshwala? Well this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. Still to come, Stuart on Manchester United's exit from the Champions League. You can follow us on X at Planet Sport FA. Now, before we go to the English Premier League, uh, let's have a quick look at the CAF Champions League, which continues on Tuesday and Wednesday. Last weekend, we saw a few more surprise results. Al-Athli, uh, the 11-time champions, held to a goalless draw at home to CR Belouizdad of Algeria, but they still top Group D at the halfway stage. Widad Casablanca of Morocco got their first points. They beat Simba of Tanzania 1-0, having lost their first two games and it's Asic Mimosas of Ivory Coast who top Group B. In Group A, all four teams have four points, after Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa were held to a goalless draw at home to Pyramids of Egypt and Nouadhibou of Mauritania drew nil-nil with DR Congo's TP Mazembe. In Group C, Petro Atletico of Angola are on top, and they did well to get a goalless draw away to Esperance of Tunisia now let's go to social media and last week we asked are Manchester City going to win the league uh, City were hot favourites to win the English Premier League title again after doing the treble last season but they went through a four match winless run and find themselves in fourth position at the moment uh, so we asked do you think City are going to win the league or is their reign coming to an end uh, we had a big response to this one and Man City fans came out in numbers including Francis Chancellor in Zambia uh, Francis says we're Manchester City, the citizens of the English Premier League, and we are going to win the title again. Uh, This comes with no doubt. There are lots of matches still to play. We will catch up and correct our errors. The definition of football is Barcelona and Manchester City, says Francis. Uh, Daniel Kiyama says, even Arsenal and Liverpool know very well that Man City are their biggest threat. Belong Paji in the Gambia says, Man City are always a treat, but this time they will slip up as stiff challenges await them. Also in the Gambia, Sideko Suno says, I believe Arsenal will win it this season if they're injury-free, given their determination and their hunger. Good luck to Arsenal, says Sideko. Uh, David Breeze in South Africa says City's reign is coming to an end, but Ndiwadzani Kondwan in Malawi says Man City have the best coach in Pep Guardiola. Uh, Kadessi Oluwase in Nigeria says Man City are still one of the strong favourites to win the league. There are many matches still to go, and many teams will drop points at one point or the other, says Kadessi. Mustafa Musa in Nigeria says the placeholders' Arsenal have started fumbling. Very soon they will be completely displaced to pave the way for the deserving winners, Man City. But Nikwa Emmanuel says, mark my words, this season's title is between Liverpool and Arsenal. City have lost it, things are turning against them, says Emmanuel. And uh, finally, a boss's boss in Liberia says, Last season we came from nine points down and still won the league. Not talking about six points, we still have more games to play. The first round of fixtures isn't yet completed. We are the citizens, says a boss's boss in Liberia. Well, thanks so much for all of those uh, opinions there. Really interesting, that one, and, uh, well, still a long way to go. Uh, but next here on Planet Sport Football Africa, to our European football expert, Stuart Weir in the UK. Uh, so then, Stuart, Man City
6: in fourth, uh, Liverpool on top. Well, who would have expected that, Steve? Liverpool top of the league. I mean, they finished outside the top four last season, um, but now they're top of the league. And the surprise team, Aston Villa, third, one point behind Arsenal, two behind Liverpool, with Manchester City, the standout favourites, in fourth place and four points down. But beyond that, it seems that every week we have a surprising or significant result to talk about. And of course, that, as we said, has been magnified by the fact that we've had these international breaks and are making up for it by having three games in eight days. Liverpool went top after beating Crystal Palace, but only just. Palace led for 75 minutes when Palace's Ghanaian forward Jordan Ayew was quite unlucky, I thought, to get a second yellow card. And only playing against 10 men did Liverpool score twice to win the game. But Villa, moving up to third with a consecutive 15th home win. And Wednesday and Saturday, their two home wins were... Manchester City and Arsenal, the two teams we thought were the best in the league. But make no mistake about it, Aston Villa are serious contenders for the Premier League title. They outplayed Manchester City completely and could have won by a lot more than one goal. And against Arsenal, Arsenal were clearly the better side, but Villa found a way to win the match. And Steve, Villa play a great offside trap. By last weekend, they had caught opponents offside 75 times this season, and the next highest was 48. Most clubs were about 25, so 75 offsides. Tottenham, who were the runaway leaders at the beginning of the season, but then injuries and suspensions caused a hiccup. Then on Sunday, at home to Newcastle, another team who were top four last season, they went 4-0 up before conceding a late goal. Who will win the Premier League this season? I think it could be any of the top five. But it certainly won't be Manchester United or Chelsea. United followed that excellent win over Chelsea, when it was 2-1 but it could have been 5-1. They were so dominant. But they followed that by losing at home to Bournemouth 3-0. And Bournemouth had a very dubious offside against them. And they hit the post, so it could actually have been 5-0. And then Chelsea, well beaten at Manchester United, lost 2-0 at Everton to leave them in 10th place. 18 points off the top of the table. New players costing a billion dollars in the last 18 months. Another new manager, but Chelsea look lost. Fulham, in 14th place, are not really sure of survival, but Wednesday and Sunday last week saw them win 5-0 over Nottingham Forest and 5-0 over West Ham. What on earth is that about, Steve? And the bottom three are currently the three promoted clubs, Sheffield United, Luton and Burnley, and it's quite possible that those three will go down. But all of them are actually putting up a great fight. Sheffield United, with new manager Chris Wilder, beat Brentford on Saturday, while Luton were at home to Arsenal and Manchester City. They lost both games, but played really well, leading 3-2 against Arsenal and only losing to a goal in the 97th minute and then leading Manchester City 1-0 at half-time. And Burnley have picked up four points in the last week, so don't write any of them off. Steve, this just looks to me the most confusing, uncertain and therefore exciting season I can remember for a long time.
0: Yeah, indeed. So Liverpool against Manchester United to look forward to this Sunday in the English Premier League. But a tough week for Man United fans uh, with their UEFA Champions League campaign coming to an end. Manchester United exiting at the group stage.
6: Absolutely. Uh, We now know the 16 teams uh, which will be in the knockout stages of the Champions League. All the big clubs are there. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Manchester City, Paris Saint-Germain. In fact, there's four from Spain, three from Italy, three from Germany, two from England, and one each from Denmark, Netherlands, France and Portugal. The number of African players at the forefront of Champions League games seems less to me this year uh, than some years, but Anguissa from Cameroon and Ossumen from Nigeria we at the heart of Napoli's success. And Copenhagen, one of the most unlikely qualifiers, have got Mohamed Achouri from Tunisia in their team. But the shock so far is Manchester United not qualifying for the second stage. In 24 years that they played in the Champions League, this is only the second time they have finished bottom of their group which means they not only fail to qualify for the knockout stage of the Champions League, they don't even get into the Europa League. It's hard to explain the failure. They led Galatasaray 1-0 at home and 3-1 away. They led Copenhagen 2-0 away, but only managed one point from those three games. And in their final game, they lost 1-0 to Bayern Munich. You know, having initially gone to Bayern Munich, scored three goals but unfortunately conceded four. So it's it's just the defence, really. In fact, of the 32 teams in the Champions League, only Antwerp from Belgium conceded more goals than United. And when you look at the 15 Manchester United players who were on the pitch in that final game against Bayern, you would struggle to identify one player who would get into the Bayern team. Last season, United lost 12 games in the course of the season, but this was their 12th defeat this season and we're not even at Christmas. Tel Hag said afterwards that of a team that managed only one shot on target all game that they played well and didn't deserve to lose. Frankly I'm not sure what game he was watching. And as you say it doesn't get any better for United away to Liverpool where they lost 7-0 last season on the big game this coming weekend. Newcastle were in the Champions League for the first time for 20 years and they achieved a magnificent 4-1 win over Paris Saint-Germain in October. But sadly, that proved to be their only win. Losing on Wednesday night, Christian Pulisic and Tomari, all ex-Chelsea players, playing there. The uh, knockout stage, Steve, will start in February 2024. Finally a lovely story my newspaper has a picture of Pep Guardiola talking to a Manchester City ball boy in 2017 and on Wednesday night that ball boy Mika Hamilton made his debut for Manchester City and scored in the Champions League.
0: Well, that's an inspiring story, so humble beginnings uh, can take you far. Thanks, Stuart. So, uh, standout matches this weekend, Man City against Crystal Palace, that's on Saturday. Arsenal-Brighton, interesting fixture on Sunday. And Liverpool-Manchester United, the late game on Sunday. Well, that's it for the show for this week. So, from me, Steve Vickers, from Ayadet Waringa, and from Stuart Weir, thanks a lot for listening, and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.